Okay, it's Ed Taylor Swift has re-released her classic Red album. Red, Taylor's version, is out today. She's also got a couple of more announcements of note that we'll uh, talk about here with our good friend music expert, Eric Alper, who joins us here on Global News Radio. Hey, Eric, good afternoon. Good afternoon. And I, I'm just going to call every day that she releases <laughs> something just her day. It should be just a national holiday. Well, it does kind of feel like it's Taylor's world. We're all just living in it, yeah, without a doubt. Exactly. Uh, let's start about, uh, for those wondering, let's start off with this. Why Taylor is re-releasing uh, Red. Uh, it's actually a, a re-recording, and this goes back to uh, her just kind of taking ownership of her music uh, back. Yeah, for sure. Um, years ago, she got into a little bit of a battle with her record label um, that was headed up by a guy by the name of Scooter Braun, who also manages Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, among others. Um, when Scooter tried to sell the record label to somebody else, Taylor got really upset and offended because that meant that somebody else was going to control her master recordings, the original sounds um, that she created um, and really not have a say in how it was going to be marketed or promoted. She signed on with Scooter. She didn't sign on with some nameless, faceless, you know, venture capitalist company. Um, that ended very, very badly. And uh, she ended up, uh, there's lawsuits going back and forth. Um, and so what she decided to do was you know, do what she does best is that she went back in the studio and starting from her very first debut album, started re-recording all of her albums um, so that she now owns the mass recordings and she can do um, commercial deals with, she can get them in TV shows or movies or radio play. Um, and she is in full control of her master recordings, which to any artist, that's what you want. You want to own your art. You don't want to license it or have a record label you know, do whatever they want to do with it forever. You just want to be able to, you know, get those, get that product back in your own hands. Um, and uh, when she released, you know, what is seemingly her biggest, her most popular album, Red, it is now 30 songs. She took the original 16 song album um, and peppered it with B-sides and vault outtakes, including a brand new 10 minute version of the original version of a song called All Too Well, which is one of her most um I think underappreciated genius songs that she's ever written. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that because I read that this morning. I have not heard the reworked version, but uh, that, that's pretty long, a 10 minute song. You don't see too many songs that are uh, that length. Uh, have you heard it or have you seen what, what's the reception been for that? I have not heard it, but the, the, the sound I heard when her fans knew and found out about this um, probably just could have pierced my ears through Twitter. Um, you know, this is, this is exactly why Taylor is a true artist and, and really a genius. Like you, you couldn't picture or, or think of another word, you know, she's made this album, um, more poppier it it the devil is in the details of the production it's it's a great idea to for artists to be able to have the ability to go back into albums or songs in their catalog and redo them now there's a certain gravitas that comes with her voice when she's talking about past relationships or um you know 
in terms of love and also in terms of her parents as well. You know, she's now, um, you know, in her thirties and so she's more mature. She's wiser. She's smarter. So maybe that night, you know, being naive when you were 16, 17 sounded like this, but now those lyrics take on a whole new meaning in your thirties. And uh, so that gave her the ability to go back and, and take a listen to all too well and give it that new version. Yeah. What do you think of long songs in general? Because uh, I used to, be uh, you know i grew up on 45s and the single the they call it the radio edit right and it took me a while and uh, i just want to say that maybe my uh, musical sensibility uh, matured a little bit and i do love like <laughs> long songs like uh, there's nothing like a really great long six seven eight minute song because uh, it takes you on a journey yeah, I, I'm not a fan of radio edits. And, and you know, there, there's a real difference between hearing Light My Fire by the Doors and getting that whole middle part of the build taken out or the end by the doors where it's like a three minute version um, or Genesis Abacab, which is seven and a half minutes. And the single is three minutes. You, it doesn't allow people to stretch and grow. And, and you know, if you if you kind of listen to radio in the 60s, it seemed like you know, it, it, it seems like no song was under five minutes. Like, I think once Bob Dylan did Like a Rolling Stone, that was it. Everybody wanted to be like a day in the life and have a seven-minute song or in a guided de vida and take up the entire side. Yeah, I mean, I've really kind of got into, over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, The Dead. I never really appreciated The Dead, but, uh, you know, it's funny, when you put on uh, particularly one of those bootlegs, and there's so many of them from uh, Grateful Dead shows uh, of the past, it's capturing a moment in time, and if you just sit back and uh, ride with it and ride it out and, and listen to it, uh, it's really a different musical experience. I have the exact same experience as you. Um, I've seen the dead um, in the 80s and 90s and hated them. I could not understand where where the whole mystique was. I got them, but I didn't I didn't feel it. Now that now that I'm older, I, I appreciate the build, the the starting at one point and then taking you on a ride and a journey like nine minutes later you are now over here but it's not like a day in the life where you know here's john's part of i read the news today and then paul's poppy part of you know woke up fell out of bed it's it's not that the grateful dead and 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 other bands like genesis or king crimson or pink floyd um they you get you start off in one end and then six minutes later you're at another end but it's flowing it's not abrupt there's a reason why they do it um thick as a brick by jethro tull is like that it's a 45 minute song taking mm -hmm. up both sides but it's really 28 29 different songs in one that they just couldn't finish so they just threw it all together and that's pretty cool too do you think it has to do with age as well? When we're young and we're teenagers, we're full of uh, vigor and we're energetic. <laughs> and we love that uh, two and a half minute, three minute pop song. And then yeah. a little later on in our life, we all like to slow down a little bit. and Just give me that extended slow jam, please. There's there's a theory that needs to be written. There's a thesis out there about the, the, the beats per minute and the speed of songs in the beginning of their career and then the 10th album, R.E.M. was like that too. They're all fast punk songs. And then by the time that they get to Automatic for the People, it's droning, it's ballady. It's like, you know, the speed doesn't work as much as they used to. They're not in a rush to get to the next song. They want to just let it go. Um, and there's there's a lot of bands like that. I think probably ACDC might be the only ones that kind of stayed at the same, yeah. the same speed throughout their career or the Ramones. The Ramones never did it really a 
ballot. But, you know, um, but yeah, there, there's something to be to be said about like, hey, you know, we're, we're doing OK. We don't have to rush through and get this song finished in two minutes like we did when we were teenagers. All right. Back to Taylor Swift. If you are going to listen to the extended version, the new version of uh, All Too Well, which again is in excess of 10 minutes, you might want to sit back with your grande Taylor <laughs> latte because she is also eric announced a big partnership with a starbucks uh, hot on the heels of justin bieber with tim hortons yeah this is you know you and i talk a lot about um you know the 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 lower amount of royalties that artists are getting on music streaming services and you know how they look to diversify their careers by writing memoirs or by licensing their music in TV shows or movies that they would never dream of 10 years ago. Well, Taylor Swift is definitely one of the queens in this. In fact, you know, now holiday season is officially here because they um, Taylor Swift and Starbucks are releasing um um, their favorite kind of Taylor drink. It's really a Grand Caramel, caramel non-fat latte, and they're calling it Taylor's Latte or Taylor's Version. In fact, if you go to Starbucks and you ask for Taylor's Version, they will give you this drink. And although that this drink isn't new, it's available all year round, but Starbucks is featuring it um, with a with with a new cup that's red and that kind of symbolizes, you know, Taylor's new album. Okay, why is Starbucks, why is Tim Hortons, why are they teaming up with these huge pop stars, uh, do you think? And what's in it for Bieber and uh, Taylor Swift? A huge paycheck, but it's also like we're seeing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've seen um, Megan Thee Stallion hook up with, uh, with uh, Popeyes, uh, McDonald's hooking up with, you know, unfortunately last year, Taylor Scott, and then more recently with BTS, um, because they, they know that there's going to be a whole new audience out there that may not be growing up on fast food, specifically um, because their parents may not appreciate, you know, getting meals in, in, you know, four minutes, um, you know, they're kind of growing up where everybody had McDonald's in their house, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, fast food got this really big and bad knock against them. So with Starbucks and McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken and, and Popeye, they're really looking to target the demographic that already will jump at anything that these artists will do. And I think for somebody like Tim Hortons, which is, you know, still branded as a Canadian company, even though it's not and hasn't been for a long time in terms of ownership, for them to connect with a superstar like Justin Bieber, it's really a win-win for both in term uh, for for both the the artist and the company in terms of branding and 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 awareness for their new project okay and uh, just finally by the way to close this loop on uh taylor swift because it's all about her you can uh, you know stream the new taylor's version of red with your taylor's latte and make sure you're in front of snl while you're doing yeah. all of that because uh, she's the musical guest this weekend <laughs> I, I want her, I really, really think, I mean, most artists get two songs. I think only once in history had somebody done three and that was you too. I think Taylor should do the entire 10 minute version of All Too Well. And uh, I think that would just blow Twitter and TikTok right up to the right up to space. Okay, you called it. You heard it here uh, first. We'll uh, see if that happens. Uh, Eric, always a pleasure. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. Have a great weekend. Thanks. There's our music expert, Eric Helper. And we're back after this on Global News Radio.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.